You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Queen's Podcast. My name is Heather Darcy. I am the author of Anna, Duchess of Cleves, The King's Beloved Sister, out now and out next year, Children of the House of Cleves, Anna and her siblings. I am delighted to introduce Katie and Nathan. I do have to warn you that they do use explicit language, so if you're not into swear words, then the sure as shit is not the podcast for you. However, after you finish listening to this episode, if you'd like to learn more about Anna or women's history in general, I'd encourage you to head over to my website, maidensandmanuscripts.com. Cheers, bitches. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Oh my gosh, Nathan, this is our season finale. Oh, finale. Finale. Hey-ho. And I mean, this is part one of a two-part yeah. season finale, but it is the beginning of the end yeah. of the season. Yeah, you're stuck with this for at least one more week. Yes. <laughs> And yeah, for for anyone that's new, we we take a summer break each year. So we're about to take our summer break. Because mental health is important. Because mental health is important and burnout is real even when it's something you love. Exactly. So we're about to do that. But I think you guys are really going to love this last... I love her. Y'all have been asking for her. <laughs> Forever. For a hot minute now. <laughs> So, Nathan, who are we discussing? Christina of Sweden. What, 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 what was that? I don't know. <laughs> you know, call my lawyer. Okay. <laughs> if you didn't catch it, it's Christina of Sweden. <laughs> yeah. And Nathan, tell us about this cocktail that you created. So, it's called the Swedish 60. Okay. So, super interesting here. Yeah. It's basically like a mimosa in a way. Okay. So, you take one part of aquavit. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Is that a liqueur? Aquavit? So at Specs Liquor Store, they sell it in the liqueur section, but it's actually like stronger than vodka, tequila. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's, what qualifies it as a liquor? It doesn't matter. I'll, it doesn't, I'll look no, it up later. I, okay. I think I think Specs like did it incorrectly. <laughs> it's a spirit. Don't not, come out of Specs. Yeah, it's a spirit, not a liqueur. It's super duper strong. Okay, okay. So be careful with this one. But it's one shot or one part of the Aquavit. Okay. And then you do like a little squirt of lime. Okay. And you top it off with champagne. I. I actually really like this one, Nathan. Yeah, you put a little bit of sweetener in it, so there is like a half a shot of simple syrup, but long-time listeners will know that we both don't like we're not, sweet, we're not, sugary. Yeah. So I did like um, 
like a half a teaspoon of stevia with mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, that's like a simple syrup. So it's a good sugar alternative. Yeah. And longtime listeners, again, of the show know that I don't like anything overly sweet or overly bitter or overly anything that's complicated. Not and White Claw. Anything. I like White Claw. I like vodka. And I like wine. Basic um, bitches a, need apply. So if you are a basic bitch like me, you will like this drink. I like it. It's delish. You're not a basic bitch. (laughs) Okay. Um, Oh, but we have a contest winner to announce, Nathan. Are you so excited? Oh, I know. Winner, winner, Patreon dinner. Oh, I love it. Over over on our Patreon, we decided to do uh, a contest, and we're giving away in the contest our friend Liv. From Let's Talk About Myths Baby has a cocktail recipe book based on Greek mythology. Yes. It's called Nectar of the Gods. And we wanted one of our Patreon supporters to get a copy. Drum roll, please, Nathan. It is Patreon supporter Ashley Otis. She said that she loved the Catherine de Medici macaroon martini and hashtag same. To be honest, I know I'm always like, I like sweet <laughs> drinks, but I fucking loved that drink. That drink was delicious. And I will give a shout out to the birthday cake. Yes. Marie Antoinette. Yes, they were she similar was also drinks. delicious. Yes. Also cookie, sweet delight. Exactly. And Ashley also said that she thought Catherine de Medici was an underrated badass. And you know what? Same. Same. <laughs> so, Ashley, we will be sliding in to your DMs on getting you a copy of Liv's book. I'm so excited for that. I know. But let's start off with Christina. Let's get into Christina. Yes. So she was born on December 8th, 1626, Stockholm. So she's a Sag. Sagittarius. You know what? I am a Sagittarius moon. I am a Gemini, as most may know, but Geminis and Sagittarius get along. What's your moon? Do you know? Um, I think my moon is Cancer. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, her parents, and I do want to preface something real quick. This first part, we are probably not going to talk so much about, like, her and her personality. It's going to be kind of more about her and her upbringing. Well, that, that... Gives you a preface to the person. So then in the second episode, we can speak more to her actions. Yes. So we're going to talk about a lot in this first part about her dad, who was King Gustav II, and his wife, Maria Eleonora of Brandenburg. Yeah. Brandenburg is modern day Germany, basically, more or less. So she's Swedish and German. Yes. <laughs> as far as we can tell, her parents weren't like super related, which is unusual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure they were cousins to some degree. Because related. Because <laughs> what did we say in that one video that was so funny? Like, if you're not fucking your cousins, are you even in the royalty? Like, <laughs> so they were probably related to a bit, but they weren't like double second cousins or double first cousins like Louis the Fourteenth's parents yeah, or something. No, yeah. not super duper related, just yeah. kind of related. So yay, <laughs> cool. But before Christina hits the scene, let's talk a little bit about the fam yeah. and what's going on in Sweden. Yeah. So her dad, Gustav, 
super duper popular. He was team. so popular. <clears throat> he seems to be like kind of war dicky mm-hmm. because throughout his entire time on the throne, he was almost always at war. Like, almost like the entire time, pretty much dicking with war. Yeah, uh, but he's credited with making Sweden a political force at this mm-hmm. time, and he's viewed in history as. A good king. Yeah, he seems to have had some some progressive policies as well. So at the time, so we're looking at the early to mid 1600s, Sweden was super Lutheran. So when the young king was ready to get married, he starts searching specifically for Protestant noble women to marry. And he landed on the beautiful Maria Eleonora of Brandenburg. Yeah, and her mom was actually super duper against it. It was this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Her mom was against it. Her brother was against it. Her whole family was against it. But she fell in love hard. Like hard, hard. And um, basically... Was it long and hard? She felt, unfortunately for both of them, yes, she fell in love long and hard, and that's what she said. And maybe that would be a fun topic for Patreon about, oh. like, the drama about oh, behind. the drama with the mama. The drama with the mama. I think we've done that a, a, another time. We've, had, we've had a couple know. of drama oh. with the mama episodes, but what you need to know is that it was a lot of drama, and the two of them basically snuck off to get married in 1620. Very Henry VIII of them. It, it is. <laughs> Sneaking off to get married Sneaking to a Protestant. Off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they were both already Protestants yeah, to yeah, begin yeah. with. But touché, yeah. touché. <laughs> um, but at first, her parents seem to be really happy in yeah. this relationship. Everything's vibing. Mom didn't like cold weather in Sweden. She hated the Swedish language, but she loved her husband. I think it's interesting because, you know, German and the other language that she would have spoken would have been like French or Spanish. Those all have like common roots. I bet Latin. Swedish would be hard. Yeah, to jump it's a totally different. To, like they put yeah. symbols over their letters. It's just and it just has completely different roots than um, than the languages that she was used to speaking. But uh, one one saving grace was that, like many courts, royal courts at the time, the Swedish royal court did speak French. Yeah. So, so at least she could speak to people, because she, she hardcore was like, I'm not going to learn Swedish. But I mean, at the same point, you would think, why Why didn't you learn Swedish, girl? I know. That's kind of like, everyone was like, okay, well, I guess you really don't need to learn Swedish to learn to speak to the people around you because they're all at court. They're all royals. And so they all speak French like you do as well. But also, like, maybe try to give the little bittiest fuck. You know? <laughs> the little bittiest, bittiest fuck. fuck. Yes. <laughs> It seemed rude. New merch. A lot, new new merch. merch. <laughs> Why not try to give the little bittiest fuck? But no, a lot of people, like, they were like, well, this, she seems a little bit rude. Yeah, know? well, I mean, I can totally get that. She's like, uh, I don't want to do but that. But then they were like, but the, the king is happy. They seem to be in love. Who cares? Who cares? It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she's big and pregnant, so she gets like, pregnant. right away. Yeah, like, boom, she's knocked up. Um, but King Gustav goes back to war dicking. He, he lives most of his life at war. Yeah. And while he's away, she gives birth to their child, um, 
first child, a daughter. Maybe she'll be a part of this episode. But no, boo, she dies. Oh, that's <laughs> oh my right. no. Right. She has a stillborn daughter. And this changes Maria Eleonora's personality forever. Forever. Yes. <laughs> well, it's very sad. I know. As any woman losing a child is anybody losing a child yeah Yeah. and like um so she had always been a little bit particular and a little bit snobby and a little bit hoity-toity and after she loses that first child it gets a lot worse like she just becomes so much more isolated and depressed as one would. As one would. <laughs> After, like, a miscarriage. So like. she, yeah, exactly. So she's, it's impossible to diagnose people from 500 <laughs> years in the future. Because we can't talk to them. But <laughs> it seems like most experts believe that she was probably suffering from some kind of postpartum depression. She probably had some other mental illnesses sprinkled she in. She probably there. already had some mental And we've also talked about, you know, she was... She was like a teenager when they got married, and we've talked about people in the past that it wasn't until a certain age that their mental illnesses kick in. Well, that's true. Caligula, Henry VIII, whatever. And so it's quite possible that she maybe already had some pre-existing conditions that were laying low, and then that, with the postpartum depression, just erupts into a sadness volcano. (laughs) Sadness. Sadness volcano. volcano. Yes. That's what I'm going to feel like anytime I'm depressed. <laughs> anytime I'm depressed from now on, just like, Katie, what's going on with you? I don't know. I'm just in a sadness volcano. I just need some alone time. <laughs> Spewing hot lava. All over, yeah. But also, it's a lot of pressure to have a child. Right. And be a royal. Hello. Right. Um, on top of the difficulties, you have to have a healthy baby. Right. Not only that, a healthy baby boy. If right. We're being honest. Um, so there's this pressure. There's this whole under other pressure. <laughs> but so the thing is, if Gustav died without an heir, the next in line is his cousin who is the king of Poland. Oh, and Poland is just problematic. They are at war with Poland right now. <laughs> so and they've been at war with Poland for like twenty five years. So under pressure. Yeah, that's not it's not ideal to give the keys to the country to someone that you've been at war with for almost 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, but Maria Eleonora got a little bit difficult. She got a little jealous. Yeah. Like, she was a wee bit jealous. A lot of it. Like she already was difficult because she had depression and depil- or and you know, trying to understand someone that has depression from someone else's standpoint, is always difficult. But then after this, she just got mean. Yeah. It seems like she just got sarcastic and, like, unrealistic, unpleasant. Like, nobody wanted to be around her. And she would, like, start fights with her husband in public. And Gustav... Gustav, he was a war dick, so I don't necessarily love that about him. But he honestly seems like a nice man. Mm -hmm. And so he was never going to yell back at her in public. So he would just take these public beatings from her and he would just be like, sure, babe. You know, like, and it just, 
Oh, it just put it just put their whole family in this horrible. It's, it's a bad... that it's that awkward couple that you're around where somebody just like berates their spouse or loved one, and you're like, oh, poor dude. You know, you say that's like something that I've never. I don't have any friends that do that. No, but I've seen it. I've seen it before. Oh, well, bless it's him. like stop. That sounds horrible. And her husband wasn't like flaunting affairs in front of her. Wasn't like yeah. openly doing things like French kings do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Mama's health didn't really improve over the years. Over the next three years, she had two more kids and another stillborn kid and another daughter who died before her first birthday. She's feeling cursed. Like, she probably feels like she's a little bit cursed. I, I, we, this comes up so often in royal marriages and royal families. Like, and she's just feeling Worse and worse. It doesn't help her depression, is what no. I'm getting at. Unsurprisingly, it <laughs> makes her more depressed. Yeah. So until finally in 1626, she has a pregnancy and it seems very healthy. And everyone is looking very optimistic at this point. They're no. like, oh, this is positive. Even the king at this point is like, oh, oh, this is going to work. It's going to work. So he stayed home. Didn't go back to his war dicking ways. Right. Just hopes that all of this pregnancy and this birth is going to go A-OK. Yes. So imagine Maria Eleonora's absolute relief when she was told in December 1626, after giving birth, girl, you had a baby boy. Oh. She was like, baby boy, you went on my mind, fulfill my, my regency. regency. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's ready for it. She, This is like years of difficult births. Exactly. Stillborn. Yeah. Like, she's having the worst time of her life. She was it? ecstatic. I yes. have given birth to a boy. Oh my God, tell the king now. And the midwives run outside and are basically like, oh my God, you have king! a baby boy. Baby, baby, baby. Baby boy, you are my mom. Fulfill my regency. Exactly. <laughs> we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> but it wasn't long after that they thought that it was a baby boy. And they're like, It's not. Uh, so, since this is a story about Christina of Sweden and not Christopher of Sweden, yes, you've probably already figured out the baby boy was not a baby boy. And he was not on your mind. Well, maybe He's, a little bit on my mind. She's I still mean, gonna fulfill your regency. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't listened to Queen's podcast. <laughs> if you haven't listened to Queen's podcast, we like women. Um, so, a couple of things. Here's some theories. Some like why. Why did they think it was a boy? Um, one is that maybe the genitalia was ambiguous. And what by Katie means by that is like a big clitoris. Like I don't. I mean, I'm I not. Don't know. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what ambiguous genitalia means. But this happens to people sometimes. Yes. So maybe that's what it was. Being intersex. Yes, she was is something very common. But her body was exhumed much later, and they really couldn't tell like yeah, even they were, then they were like we don't think so but like how can you actually tell when it's skeletons i i don't know from what i've read the experts don't believe that she had intersexed gen- or ambiguous genitalia so another theory is that like maybe she was born with a thick ambiotic sac around her oh. and the 
midwives are like, it's a boy. <laughs> I I just feel like, that one I don't buy because like why wouldn't you break the sack and make sure? What? Oh, Ugh. that seems <laughs> that the, seems painful. <laughs> no, the sack is around. It's like I a, know. I'm I'm speaking from a male perspective. If you break my sack, oh I'm gonna God, be. <laughs> Nathan, I'm not talking about your fucking balls. Will you taught me off. Can you get your mind off of your goddamn balls? Men and their balls. Like, what the hell? Like, I'm just like, oh, I got a sack from the grocery store. And you're like, my ball sack? No. That's what I'm talking about. Fucking oh, my God. Men. Uh, men. Fucking men. <laughs> Let me pour another one for that. Um, but another theory was that she was like, Harry. Mm-hmm. So she just had a full set of hair, like. Well, no. So what I've read about this theory, that she was born very, very hairy, is that apparently a lot of babies are covered in hair, but they shed it right before they're born. So maybe she was born early. This is gonna make me go down a scientific rabbit hole. Do it, <laughs> do it, because I didn't. Oh, yes, no, yes. <laughs> so she was born hairy, and she had a really, really like low scream like uh her cry sounded more like a boy which i don't know how you tell at that point yeah sexism yay and so they just assumed oh this this hairy baby must be a boy (laughs) and that's actually the theory that's most accepted (laughs) she cried really deep she cried really deep and she had a lot of hair so she must have been a boy she must be a boy idk but news breaks to the queen she now is like, I d- didn't have a baby boy. Mm-mm. It's a baby girl. Mm-mm. So she's distraught. Yeah. She doesn't have the air in the spare. She just has an air. She was so mean to her child. She was like, <coughs> she was like, my husband's going to hate me. Take her away. This is the worst news ever. I'm not telling the king. Someone else has to. And no one wanted to tell the king at this point. Just assuming that he was going to be pissed off. Right. Because, I mean, yeah. let's be real. Most of the kings that we've researched would be pissed mm, they off. They would be pissed off, right. And the king had a sister named Catherine that he had a really good relationship with. I actually really love Catherine of Sweden. I think maybe we should do a Patreon episode on her as well. Uh, you have dropped the P word plenty of time. The P word being Patreon. <laughs> Support us on Patreon. <laughs> so, it appears that his sister, Catherine... Was the only person with balls to tell her bro- brother, like, the truth of it like, all. Like, look at this, yeah. Hey, she's, it's not a boy, this is a girl. So, apparently what she did is that she took the baby a day or two after the birth and brought it to the king, brought it to the king, and, like, didn't say any words, just unwrapped the blanket around the baby and just showed him, like, look, there's no penis. <laughs> look. Surprise! It's I, a girl. I, I don't want that to be a story about me. <laughs> I don't want someone to be like, hey, he has no penis. He has no penis. <laughs> well, you know, it probably won't be. I don't know you that well, but I think you do actually have a penis. And I'm being <laughs> it's so fucking patriarchy, though. Yeah. Like, but, but let's talk about Gustav's response to it. Like, after he saw that he had a daughter, after thinking he had a son, people were like, should we call off all the parties? And he was like, no. I love this about him, though. I know! Like, he was 
Maybe upset for like a hot minute. A second. Because people lied to him. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, not lied, but maybe they were misinformed. Yeah. (laughs) So he thought one thing and then another thing happened. And when he finally was like, look, you have a daughter. Apparently what he said is, ha, she's tricked us all. She's going to be really clever. I love this. I love that. (laughs) That is so cool. That is so refreshing that he was just like, well, this this is my daughter. She seems smart from the get go. Let's let's prepare her to rule the country. Here's to supportive fathers. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So Christina's birth really seemed to be the deterioration of their relationship. Of her parents' relationship. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, not yeah, yeah. good. So while he's excited, um, there's not really hands-on parenting situations going yeah. on here. Her mother, again, like, her mother just resents her. And it's just this bad look. <laughs> so her mother may have tried to kill her once or twice. Uh, oh, I like how you started that with the sing-songy voice. Like, may have. Let's keep it light about some maybe child murder. Um, but no. Why am I laughing? No, because I'm very funny. No, it's... Her mother was so distraught that... Okay, let's, let's rewind a little bit. So now that her mother has given birth to a child that her... That the king has decided, this is my heir. I don't care if it's a boy or girl. This is my heir. Her mother was not being touched. The king was like, I... He was done with her physical relationship side of it. Oof. And so her mother may have felt a little bit like disappointed like no i can still give you a son you just have to come back to my bed and a lot of a lot of weird things happened in christina's life that may indicate that her mother was trying to kill her yeah she may have dropped her a couple two times a couple of two or three times there was one time when she was laying in a bed she was laying in a bassinet and a beam from the ceiling fell on her bassinet oh that's problematic. She fell down the stairs when she was a child. That so seems the, like an abusive statement. So there's at least <laughs> oh, she just four, fell down there's the stairs. at least four times where Christina was severely hurt as a child and that she survived. However, she did develop um, she had a when she fell down the stairs, her collarbone broke and it didn't heal right because we don't science science wasn't a thing then i honestly okay as a child i had my collarbone broken oh really yeah i fell out of a high chair but they knew how i was told Uh, no i fell out of a high chair was your mother eleanora (laughs) possibly possibly um but i fell out of the chair and then like whenever i got up i couldn't move my arm like, my arm was fixated yeah. in this position that Katie is only able to see. No one else can see it. <laughs> but I was like, fix. Like, I understand how that could, I don't want to say it, but deform your body. No, like, absolutely. Right? Like, yeah, totally. You broke your collarbone, so now your body deforms totally. to make it healthy. Absolutely. So she was 
She was a little, had a hunchback-ish. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the way that it healed, because modern doctors didn't know how to treat that, yeah, she was a little bit um, crooked. Yeah, and we have no idea if this was like an accident. Like if it was truly (laughs) an accident, or if it was an accident in bunny ears. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know if mom was like purposely trying to kill her or not. Um, that's a fun side note. Oh. Um, but that's the rumor. And that's yeah. what a lot of people believe at this point. And her mother was unwell. <laughs> she was not a, a mentally stable person, you know? So, uh, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> On one hand, I do feel really bad for her mother. Because I feel bad for anybody that has mental instabilities and doesn't have the... The support system to get you through that. But on the other hand, um, spoiler alert, this is a reoccurring situation in their relationship. Yeah, because despite her mother hating her, her dad loved her. Well, good. Somebody, good. That's good like somebody did. Yeah. Five O's. Loved, loved her. her. <laughs> her dad was like obsessed. And he was obsessed with her. He was going to make her the best ruler. He was going to go do military drills with her. Get everything on point. This is like giving me Amina vibes. It's giving me a little bit of Amina vibes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not, not the movie. Not the movie. <laughs> Again, Patreon. <laughs> you'll, you'll feel how we feel about this movie. But Gustav was always at war. So he was like... Mm, there's a good chance I might make it to ye old age. Probably not going to be an old man, so let's make sure my heir, which is my daughter, is ready to become king in the future. (laughs) King in the future. (laughs) Christina was so educated. So Gustav was like, you know that whole education plan that we had for my son? Well, my son's apparently not coming. Let's do it for my daughter. And basically everybody was like, are you sure? And he was like, educate her like she was a boy. Which means that she, this girl, she is probably, of all the women we've talked about on this show, probably has the best education of all of them. I love it. She spoke Swedish, German, French, Italian, Arabic, and Hebrew, at least. Probably a couple more languages on top of that. It's, it's giving me, like, Cleopatra vibes. Yes! Right? You gotta learn the language to speak the language. Exactly! Yes. So, another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All you need is a few minutes to start your day off with something historic when you listen to the This Day in History podcast. Every day there's a new episode for you to listen and learn about what happened that day way back when. Today could be the day a famous mobster met their end, or the first milestone for humans in space. Who knows what history today holds? Find out when you listen and subscribe to This Day in History wherever you get your podcasts. That's This Day in History wherever you get your podcasts.
a lot of royal women at the time we discussed, you know, they learned how to sew, to dance, play the flute, yeah. something like that. Um, not a girl, Tina. She learned how to bear hunt. Um, that's what I do on Saturday nights. Is okay. Bear hunt. <laughs> she learned how to fence. She learned all about war digging. Yes. She was forced to take ballet lessons. So to try to help her with her crooked shoulder. That's like, not her fault. It's not her fault. They tried to get, but I see like I'm was, sorry, mom, that you dropped I'm me. I'm sorry, mom, that you tried to kill me and it didn't work. <laughs> But no, I could see how they thought maybe ballet will help with, because it's the past and they were dumb. <laughs> I think that's another merch. Because <laughs> it's the past and they, and were, they dumb. were dumb. But she course, hated ballet. She hated it. But she was taught religious studies, though. Yeah, yeah. Every single chick that we talked about usually religious is studies with something. But like we've already said, she was meant to be a hundred percent Lutheran. Like we are a Protestant country. You are a Protestant queen, like lean into this. Also remember that at this time, separation of church and state wasn't, wasn't a thing. Yeah. That wasn't until the Americas that that became a thing. It's still barely a thing. But, um, (laughs) at this time, Europe is really wrapped up in this thing called the 30 years war. And unlike the hundred Years War, which was actually 114 years. This one was actually only 30 years. Thank you for staying on brand. But <laughs> it it caused the loss of 4 million lives. That's not good. That's way too many people. Yeah. The 30 Years War was a war of religion. And Sweden was a major player in it on the side of Protestantism. So what we're getting at is her religious beliefs would be very, very anti-Catholic. Super. We don't like the... We don't like the Pope! (laughs) We're very anti-the Pope! (laughs) Something that is going on is going to be a very steady pattern that we're going to see throughout part one and part two. Um, (laughs) She, like, if you tell her she isn't supposed to be or do something, she's going to do it anyway. If you're like, we don't like Catholics, she's like, let me be Catholic. But put a pin in that. Spoiler alert. Put a pin in that. Don't tell Christina not to do something because that's exactly what she's going to want to do. Since dad was off at war so much and mom was maybe trying to like casually kill kill her, her. (laughs) Christina was put in the care of her aunt, Auntie Catherine, Mm. who was really, really smart. A really cool lady. Um, Catherine really treated Christina like a daughter. So Christina was raised alongside Catherine's children at court. So when her mom wasn't trying to kill her, (laughs) she was living a pretty blessed life with as one aunt, would as would. one does if they're not they're... being killed by their yes. mother <laughs> <laughs> and like her dad would send her gifts and like she was just living a really really great life hashtag blessed hashtag blessed <laughs> when, except for when her mom popped around to be like I hate you! And she's just like, cool, mom. You know, like... (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So in 1630, her mom was given leave to go back to Germany when Gustav was at war, which... Was always. Yeah. He was always at war. Yeah. So so cool for her. She got to go stay back with her family and not, you know, try to murder her daughter. (laughs) 
as one does. Cheers to that! <laughs> so, sadly, in 1632, her dad died in battle. Yeah. And it's wild, because after the War of the Roses... We don't really hear what? about kings dying in battle. I mean, how many how many of these shows have we done? And like when a king dies in battle, it's like ancient. Yeah. And this is post Wars of the Roses. That didn't happen very often, I feel like. And the country mourned whenever the king died. Like Oh our, my god, yes. It is like he was called the Lion of the North. Again, Game of Thrones vibe. Love it. <laughs> king of the North. Love it. Wolf of the North. Like feeling this a fantasy. I also read another thing that um during his time, like right before he died, or maybe like right after he died, when everyone was like talking about how great he was, they called Stockholm the Athens of the North. Oh. Because he had left such a huge footprint. I you know love what I mean? This. Yeah. yeah. I love this. It, what we're getting at is he was very popular. He was very popular. <laughs> and in his will, left no uncertainty about who his heir was, which. Christina. Thank you. Finally, yeah. we have. Christina is my heir. There are no ifs and buts about it. This is my heir. I don't give a shit. If she's a girl, this is my heir. Yeah, and he's not dumb. Like, he knows there's a good chance that he was going to die before yeah. his daughter's in the majority. Because he's always off at war. So, in his will, he sets up a regency council. And he left a note being like, okay, okay, y'all, look. Um, <laughs> this I'm, is an official statement. Official statement, <laughs> official statement. He's like, guys, look. I know usually... The queen is part of the Regency Council if a child is left to be king. But, oh, y'all can't give her any power. She can't. She can't. She can't. She can't. And his wife can't handle being a regent. Well, that's what he's saying. It's like, she cannot handle being a regent. She is not well. Don't let her do it. Plus... (laughs) Bye. You know, like, but plus he's bye. plus by, and he's not wrong though. Yeah. At all of six years old, the new Queen Chris- Christina goes out to meet the ship that's bringing her beloved father and her mother home. Mom has already had dad's body embalmed. Oh. So they're thinking, you know, like, I'm, we're going to have a funeral pretty soon. Also, she had his heart removed and put in a tiny coffin. That she would just keep in her bag? <laughs> I got hot sauce in my bag, swag. <laughs> I went there, I'm sorry. <laughs> she does. She's got heart sauce, sauce in her bag, swag. <laughs> so, upon arriving back to Stockholm, Christina's mom is obsessed. With her now. Oh, she's like, you're the only thing left of my husband. Mm. You're the only thing left of me, so I have to. It was a really, really weird form of grieving. No, I don't mean to say weird, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. an unconventional form of grieving where now she was like, this child that I've maybe tried to kill, allegedly, I am super into. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> this is not awkward at all. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe a little. So she gives her some alone time with her daughter. Yeah. And then after the funeral, 
we'll we'll just get back to those matters of state. Right. And prepping her to be a good ruler. And another name that you may need to know out of all this story is Chancellor Axel <sighs> Oxdenner. Oxdenner. <laughs> so basically, until Christina reaches adulthood, this Axel guy is the guy that's like running the show in Sweden. Yeah. We're we're just gonna call him Axel from now on. Because you don't wanna hear us try to say that last name. We couldn't do we couldn't do it once. You don't wanna try to hear us do it again. Part duh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Queen Maria Eleonora goes to Axel and is like, yo, what's my role in Christina's Regency? Like what is this gonna look like? Right. And Axel's like <laughs> Oh, honey, no. no. Uh, mm. We don't do that in Sweden. Mm. Mothers aren't allowed to be in the Regency mm. Council, which not- is a big fat lie. It was a huge lie. King Gustav's mother, because King Gustav, um, Christina's dad, became king when he was 13. And his mother was a huge part in the Regency. But because of Maria Eleonora's, like, brain the way her brain worked insane in the membrane they were like they were like no women don't get to be part of the regency and she just said okay and like never questioned it and they just all kind of moved and honestly i think it was kind of a good call yeah, yeah. and maria Eleonora took her daughter uh, who she didn't fucking care about until now <laughs> and she takes her into seclusion with her and she was like okay girl we're grieving. We're grieving now. This is we, a look. We're about to grieve. We're about to put on some black. <laughs> we're about to grieve. Yes, absolutely. Your dad's here. We're grieving. Excuse me, what? What do you mean my dad's here? <laughs> I know. She had, okay, so Mama Christina had, like, dad's embalmed body in her room for 18 months? 18 months! <laughs> A year and a half. Um, I'm walking into a room thinking I'm gonna get a booty call, and I'm like, "What's that smell?" No, I can't <laughs> imagine. It was nice, and every morning she would make Christina kiss her dad <laughs> good morning, <laughs> and every night she <laughs> would make Christina kiss her dad good night. I can't fucking do it. What the actual fuck? <laughs> this family. Can you imagine this family in modern day therapy? Like, <laughs> that's horrible. Like, also, their Christina's whole life was put on hold for a year. Yeah, a year and a half. So she's still at the palace, and I'm sure she's still hanging out with the aunt that was actually a good person. To that her. was actually a good role model. <laughs> yeah, and I think she still continued to have some sort of an education at this point. But for a year and a half, her main life was filled up by like sadness. Let's pray over this dead body. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. I, uh, like, I I cannot describe to you what Katie's face looks like right now. How, what, your life for a year and a half is just hanging out with your dead dad and a mother. And then like, you're even trying to tell your mother like, hey, maybe we should marry him. Maybe we should move on. And she's just like, I, that just seems horrible, horrible. So bad. Yeah, horrible sandwich, like, for sure. <laughs> a, whole, a big old Subway sandwich full of horrible, absolutely. <laughs> they keep going off 
the deep end exactly. at this point. And Mama had said that she would be buried when her husband was. So, wait. So, are, now? They, th- are they thinking <laughs> that, like, she's gonna schmooze hide? You know, like, why? And I guess that after, like, 18 months, Axel came to her and was like, look. No. Unfortunately, baby girl, what is you doing? I'm uh, sorry to inform you, it looks like you're not about to die. (laughs) (laughs) So we need to bury this dead corpse that's been in your room for 18 months. (laughs) So he came in and was like, girl, you're not going to die anytime soon, so we got to bury this dead body that's in your house. This, This story is Oh, wild. Oh, it's so ugly. <laughs> so, you need to bury the king. We need this to move point. on with our lives. <laughs> right. So, okay. Life is going back to normal, so let's take a quick break. I think this is a good time for a quick little break a break. We're going to top off our drinks, and we'll see you all in a minute. Hello, everyone. It's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Hey y'all, spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So, if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. And we're back. And this is Extina's. Extina's life. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so um, Axel had Mama removed from all of the royal residents. I mean, do you blame? No. no. She's unhinged. Yeah. Like, she's starting shit where there is no shit. I think, that's a, I think that's a quote from a famous rapper. I'm pretty sure it's a quote from Axel. Like, she was starting shit where there was no shit. Let's throw her the fuck out. Oh, ouch. But they didn't exactly throw her out on the streets. I mean, she had, like, this whole other castle she was given with her German ladies-in-waiting. Throw me out anytime if you're going to give me that cushion. Right? 
And it was like, you're welcome to come back and visit your daughter by invitation only. And spoiler alert, uh, Christina didn't invite her around all that much. She doesn't even Do go here. Do you blame her? <laughs> no. We, you know. <laughs> so, Christina went back into the care of her aunt, Catherine, who she loved. Loved, yeah. Like, for a year or so, her life went back to normal, back to like how it used to be before dad died until sadly Auntie Catherine died herself and Catherine was shooketh. Um, because now she basically doesn't have a parental figure in her life. She doesn't have a role model. At all. Yeah. Yeah. And so Axel is like, okay, we're gonna set up this new system. And he basically put in place like Three or four royal families or families within the Swedish nobility that Christina would go back and forth between. It was like, you'd spend two months here, two months here, two months here. And so it was meant to be like, you never grew an over-attachment to anybody. Yeah. And you never favored any noble family over the other ones either. Which I feel like has its ups and downs. Like, you're never going to grow an attachment. That's kind of probably... Bad Not for you. good. <laughs> but I guess, yeah. So that, yeah, we could argue it both ways. Yeah, but just like all noble women of the time, Christina was told from a real young age, gotta get married, gotta have babies. Gotta have them babies. Uh, baby boy, you be on my mind, fulfill Film. my regency. <laughs> you gotta have babies. More Number one job. And at this time, she is also like eight. Hashtag babies don't need jobs. No, babies don't need jobs. They really, really don't. <laughs> they need to be babying. They need to just be babies. <laughs> and what have we really learned about Christina? If you tell her she has to do something, she's really... She's going to do the opposite. Yep. Not gonna. Not gonna. <laughs> you gotta do this one thing. Uh, put Bitch, a pin in it. Bitch, watch me not. Yep. <laughs> put a pin in it. I think this is a recurring theme. So, Christina is kind of a tomboy now. Yeah. Yeah, she despises everything that's feminine, like... She likes to wear pants. She doesn't care about fashion. And I love this rebellion for her. I do too. But at the same time, it seems like she was kind of... It seems like she was a little bit misogynistic. She was like, I hate everything feminine. You know what I mean? Can't you relate, though? Like, after a certain point, you're like, fuck everything feminine. Like, she's just, like, gender bending at this point. So... She doesn't like dancing. She doesn't like hanging out with girls. She doesn't ride her horse side saddle. Yeah. So she's literally happy just hanging out with the bros, doing her own thing. Like, that's her vibe. They also say she she wasn't very pretty. She had Blech. a big... Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> she had a big nose. She had wild hair. And she's got bad posture, but, um... Maybe it's because her mother dropped her down some stairs. <laughs> On purpose. Quite possibly, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> she wasn't into, like, grooming yeah. or making herself up. But she's a queen. 
So she's got to get men lining up. They still are. They're still Uh, men eligible bachelors from all over the planet are still lining up to to marry her for sure. So Christina had a role model that we both possibly have, and her name is Queen Elizabeth I. Yes, she. She looked at Queen Elizabeth of England and was like, she never married. She never let a man tell her what she was what she was going to do. And it's quite possible from an early age, she looked at Queen Elizabeth and was like, this is this is what I'm going to do. Yes. You know? Remember, she's supposed to hate Catholics at this point. So She's really into the idea of celibacy that, you know, Catholics preach on their nuns and their priests and Mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. When she was a teenager, she famously said that she didn't want to be a quote unquote field for a man to plow. I mean, that certainly sets a tone, doesn't it? Yeah. She's like, I don't want to. Very clear picture. Of she doesn't want to be any man's hoe, or even if it's the wife, she does not want to be submissive to a but, man. But I mean, girl, ever. same. Yeah, like I'm not gonna sit here back here and be like, what? well, maybe she was afraid of childbirth, which could, 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 could you blame her? <laughs> Nine pound watermelon forced out of your vagina. No, I even I, now ch- childbirth seems scary, but back then, like. You might die for real, for real. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. So let's fast forward a little bit. And we're at war. And by we, I mean Sweden. Um, We're at war with Denmark. Right. And it's like a super serial war. Right. (laughs) And it's expensive. Like that shit costs money. Money, 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 money. So it seemed that it was going to be in poor taste to have this big, expensive coronation. At the same time, you're having this big, expensive war. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it makes sense. Like, men are dying out there. Maybe you should scale back a little bit. Right. So, I'm not mad at it. Like, seriously, not mad. But, this was also a way for the men of the Regency to hold power. Yeah, it was like, oh, we have to postpone your coronation, and now, you know, just hold back. You're fine. Six years. Six years. Six years she held back. Six years that she had to be like, I'm in my majority, and they're like, no, but you can't be queen yet. LOL. Uh, Chill. Like, she didn't have autonomy that she should have right. until she reached 18. Right. Which, I mean, I'm legally responsible for things that I do after I'm 18. Uh, <laughs> how annoying. <laughs> so she took on more responsibilities after this. So Axel realized that, oh shit, Christina and I, very different views. Oh, yes. The two of them were completely different. Christina was like, hey, um, we've got all this land that the nobility owns, but they don't, like, pay taxes on it. And, um, he was like, yeah, no, that's fine. And she was like, you know what, maybe, maybe, maybe that's, hot take, maybe that's not fine. (laughs) 
And they started having these, like, headbutts because of that, you know? Oh, no. Peasants and nobles pay taxes? (gasps) Peasants should only pay their fair share, and nobles should pay more because they make more money? No! I hate you, capitalism. You know what? You know, I think Christina would do just fine on TikTok today. (laughs) Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. (laughs) So, also, Christina's like, y'all, this 30 years war thing... It's dumb. Kind of lame. Why are we still doing this? And the whole council was like, okay. (laughs) Okay, girl. The Holy Emperor, Holy Roman Emperor, it's the state of mind. It's who they were fighting. Yeah. State of mind. State of mind. (laughs) He's the fucking worst. Like, he's... Garbage people. Yes, yes. Um, he just wants to keep fighting. So, of course, she's like, okay, you hate the Holy Roman Emperor? I love him. I love him. He's such a good guy. Anything, anytime someone's like, Christina, you have to go against this thing. She's like, you know what? Actually, that is my favorite thing. She's, if you are my favorite thing. Yes. <laughs> when the dog bites, when the beast stings. So, she secretly sends an envoy to talk to the Emperor, Holy Roman. Holy Roman Emperor. Kind. To be like, hey, let's make peace. And when Axel found out about it, he was pissed. <laughs> That's an understatement. And then, do, you, do you blame him for me? I mean, honestly, if like someone that you're working with goes behind your back and you find out, you're going to be pissed. But I think she was just like, I want to end the war. We don't want any more war. Let's end it. But yeah, Axel was pissed as hell. And I mean, Christina's like, you can't postpone my coronation. Right. Forever. She's like, I don't, you're pissed? Fine. I don't fucking care. Yeah. It was very much a, I'm going to do what I'm going to do situation. Yeah, and, and then she ended up appointing a peasant as oh her fucking... Whenever she sends an envoy to go talk to the Holy Roman Emperor about imposing peace, it was a peasant. And then when he came back home, she gave him... Ye old peasant. Ye old non-peasant, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Presents? (laughs) Presents for the peasants. Presents for the peasants. Gifts, gives him land, gives him money. The whole council is nervous that she wants to set up a council that likes poor people. How dare she? The the lion, the witch, (laughs) and the audacity. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously, she's hell-bent on ending this 30 years war. She She wants it done. Yeah, she's ready for peace. Like, she wanted that. She wanted her coronation. Yeah. Coronation station. But (laughs) either way, the war that killed her father was done. It was done, yeah. Cut off. It's done. Like, my dad died. This is cool. I don't think she gets enough recognition for ending the 30-year war. 
It wasn't just politics, though. That was yeah. on Christina's mind. In Christina's memoirs, uh, memoirs, if you're nasty, <laughs> uh, she really only mentioned women when she's comparing herself. She's she's a bit of a misogynist, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. She's always like, ugh, women are so dumb. And the only time she ever talks about women in her memoirs is if she's comparing, like, women are stupid and I do it this way and they do it this way. And, ugh, my way is so better. You know what I mean? Uh, cool, 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 cool. cool. Go, 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 go. But in 1644, she met a girl. A noble family sent their 15-year-old daughter, which... It's young. <laughs> it's young. Yeah. <laughs> this has been very problematic. But they send their daughter to be a lady-in-waiting. And her name was Eba Spear. Like, everyone at court was like... Oh, fuck. This 15-year-old is so fucking hot. That's so weird. Because <laughs> history is gross. <laughs> right. And back then, it was okay to talk about teenagers that way, I guess. <laughs> it's terrible. Don't quote me. Christina <laughs> and Abba had a relationship that is still debated to this day. They are one billion percent lovers. I think, I think they were definitely lovers. I That's Queen's podcast. Official statement is that we think they were lovers. A lot of people have speculation one way or the other. Letters between the two survive that feel like me, like, love letters, you know? I mean, we've talked about this, though, like, in history, like, they use very flower my heart long Women, women have always, throughout history, sent each other very... Lovely love letters, which I also lovely get. Lovely love letters, love letter, <laughs> which I get. Like I feel like if I was writing my best friend a letter, maybe I would be like, oh, "You're so beautiful," just because that's how we talk <laughs> to each other, you know. Whatever. But this was a little bit extra stepping. Yeah, I mean, and an extra stepping. I mean, she called her her bedfellow. Okay. So back then, um, but in this time in the world, there was a thing going on called the Little Ice Age. So like global warming. Yes. (laughs) Everything was much colder. And so just about everybody had, you didn't, everyone shared a bed because of warm. That's what happens in my household. Okay, Nathan. (laughs) But no, because of body warmth. So they're going to share a bed because of that. But their relationship took a step beyond that, in my opinion. So, yeah, she would introduce people like, this is my bedfellow. This is the person I share a bed with. She keeps my bed warm. But then there were also stories where she would be like, isn't she beautiful? You should see her body. So, no doubt. I talk about about how beautiful my friends are all the time. My female friends... Wait, say that again, Kitty. I talk about how beautiful my friends are all the time. But (laughs) there's very few accounts where I'd be like, but look at that. That ass. You know, like... (laughs) (laughs) But you have friends that you would You would say say you're beautiful, but... You're hot. Taking it to the next point of like, but look at her body, seems a little bit... Extra. Something else was going on there. And that's my two cents Did you call on me their extra? relationship. No, I call myself extra. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that's facts or facts. <laughs> that is my two cents on this relationship. So let's wrap up this episode because we've got a whole second episode 
where we're going to talk about so many more things that went on in her I life. I know. She so is. she's making political moves. Yes. She's got a girlfriend. Uh, she's making money moves. Money moves. And in 1650, she finally has her coronation. Yes. All right. So we're going to end that here. And next week, we'll pick up on this. So, so let's cheers. Cheers, bitches. That had a really nice ring to it. It, <laughs> it lights it up. It like bum. reverberated. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.